All right, welcome everybody. Welcome to another episode of Brazil Crypto Report podcast. I'm joined here by Paulo Alves of Info Money, which is one of the top tier uh, financial news publications in Brazil. Welcome, Paulo. Hey, Aaron. Uh, thanks for inviting me. It's an honor to talk to the man behind the Brazil's greatest crypto newsletter. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're quite there yet, but but <laughs> we'll get there soon enough. Anyway, why don't you give us a kind of a brief introduction of yourself and who you are and how you got into crypto? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm a crypto journalist, uh, currently a crypto editor at InfoMoney, which is Brazil's leading finance investment news website. We are now also Coindesk's arm in Brazil for Portuguese reading content. So yeah, I got into crypto by covering the news, actually. So uh, before I was a tech journalist working for Brazil's most popular tech website, which was uh, StackTudo. I remember writing about Bitcoin, I think around 2015. So mainly about mining and online security due to the several scams in the country. So yeah, mainly in 2017, of course, because of the bull run. So you had a lot of scams uh, about that time. I bought my first crypto around that time, probably, but I didn't hold it for too long. More out of curiosity uh, to see how it worked. But I really dove into crypto in 2020. Uh, so yeah, I got a pretty warm welcome with the March March crash <laughs> in 2020. Uh, in 2020, I started writing for Bing Crypto, which was first entering the Brazilian market. And as you know, things can go pretty fast in crypto. So one year, year later, I was the website's editor-in-chief for Brazil. And the next year, I went to InfoMoney. Tell us a bit about InfoMoney's uh, crypto coverage right now. Obviously, it's more of a mainstream financial news publication, but uh, obviously, it's a pretty big move that they're they're getting into crypto and partnering with CoinDesk for, for content as well. Yeah, uh, InfoMoney is Brazil's leading finance uh, financial news website. So they didn't cover crypto uh, almost at all before last year. So I got there September last year when the website started to focus more on, on crypto and create a crypto section specifically uh, for covering that subject. So we started a partnership with Kindesk beginning this year in January 2022. So we translate a lot of their content. We also write about Brazil. Well, but we publish in Kindesk.com as well. We started to, to see a rapid growth uh, there in terms of audience. Brazil has lots of crypto websites. They are quite small. InfoMoney, maybe it's the first big, uh, big guy to really dive into crypto uh, this way, mainly with this big partnership with Kindesk. But yeah, things are looking pretty good. Great. So, I mean, you've been covering crypto for in Brazil for seven years-ish now, dating back to, to 2015. Why don't you give us maybe a bit of an, an introduction, just how you see the, how you approach the Brazil crypto market. And then, you know, we can kind of dive into maybe some more specific uh, news items a bit later. But I mean, Brazil kind of generally speaking is, is really like, it's kind of a complicated place for foreigners to understand. Right. And with crypto, it's, it's no different. Right. And perhaps even probably more, more difficult even. I mean, how would you kind of describe the state of, of just the, the Brazil crypto industry in Brazil to, uh, you know, like a gringo such as myself, what's the approach from a kind of from a journalistic standpoint to understanding this market? Brazil is a, it's a hard country to understand, even for native uh, people. So yeah, it's it's really it's really hard to to just. But yeah, crypto and Bitcoin used to have a really bad reputation in the country because of the many scams. So a lot of people lost a lot of money in several investigations from years back are really taking place until today. So in some cases, the scams got away with billions of reals or hundreds of millions of dollars from investors. So yeah, it, it, it got pretty crazy back then. So the reputation stayed for the most part, but it started to change. It's starting to change right now. Brazil also lacks a lot of financial education. So you could say that 
that might have been some, <laughs> some of the main causes of such a boom of scams. Uh, things really started to change recently, I'd say since 2020. So the stock market got crushed and later on the interest rates that were historically very high started to go down really quick as well. So we saw a steep rising risk appetite from among investors. So a lot of people that had never invested in any variable income products before started to look into crypto. So especially when Bitcoin started the run in late 2020. And then you have the dollar really going crazy up against the local currency. So people started to see Bitcoin also as a protection against this devaluation. And then we have inflation kinking in double digits now. So more than 10% annually. This, this change uh, helped changing and the reputation of crypto in Brazil because people started to, to buy, started to understand that buying crypto is different from getting to a Ponzi scam. Uh, it helped, it helped uh, grow the industry a lot. We have good regulation in Brazil as well. So despite of this, uh, of this many scams, we have spot Bitcoin ETF since 2020, for example, which is something that uh, US, US didn't approve so far. And we now have nine crypto ETFs at least in Sao Paulo's stock exchange. And now we are just close to approving a, a main uh, crypto bill in, in the Senate for, to regulate the, the crypto landscape in the country. Uh, we, we can dive a bit more into this later, but it's a really basic uh, bill, but it, it's seen as, as good by the industry. Things are really changing really, really fast since 2020. 2021 was crazy. Um, people just starting uh, looking into Bitcoin a lot more, and we're just seeing it grow in 2022. Yeah, I think 2021 was interesting. I was living in Brasilia during that time, during the about a year ago, during kind of the manic period, and remembering having like conversations with you know Uber drivers and things about about Bitcoin, and it was like, okay, this is definitely this is definitely not like some fringe thing anymore, right? People are very interested in this, like family members like asking about it and and things of that nature. I guess one other one other question before I, I kind of segue into the next portion here, but the rail has been strengthening quite a bit against the dollar lately, probably by upwards of like 20 percent. I haven't seen you know. The, since like three months ago or so, you know, I'm just wondering if, is that making any material difference on kind of, um, you know, crypto purchases in the country or, or appetite for purchasing, or is that maybe, maybe kind of a, you know, extraneous factor at this point? Well, I'd say it's uh, too early uh, still to, to get to know our, where things are going with that, because the, the real started to get strong uh, against the dollar for the last a few, few weeks, I guess, last month. So, uh, we, we don't have the numbers yet. And of course, well, the market's not helping that much. So if we see any drop in the last month, I don't, I don't see if uh, correlate things this way. But yeah, maybe, maybe we'll uh, see a little bit of appetite for Bitcoin, but not only because of that, but because interest rates are really kicking up right now. So uh, Brazil, as I said, has had a historic, historically high interest rates. So people just got used to to putting money and safe uh, investment, fixed income investment. So it, it changed in the last two years, around two years, and it's really coming back right now. So interest rates are going up like crazy and people are just going back to, to these kind of products. And so maybe if we see a, a little bit of uh, uh, less interest in Bitcoin, maybe it's because of that as well. Yeah. So it was a brief sort of pause in the market, the historically high interest rates of Brazil, where they had to, they had to lower to like kind of fight off some of these uh, COVID, uh, you know, COVID induced recessions and just try to stimulate the economy. Now, obviously inflation is, is back up into double digits again. And 
And uh, yeah, I feel like Brazil's always, it feels like from an outsider's perspective, it feels like Brazil's like always just like on the cusp of hyperinflation, but the, it's like, you know, they, they're up to the edge, up to the ledge, right? But then they always back off at the last minute kind of thing, right? Yeah, we, we, we had hyperinflation in the 80s uh, and we just, we stopped that. We just, we, we fought that with Real, with the current currency in, in 19, at the beginning of the, the 1990s. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's, it's already or always coming back, and it, it gives it gives uh, chills many 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 people because we people just remember when it was back then in the eighties. We we up to now we have these uh, people are used to into uh, getting their paychecks in the first days of the month and just going to buying groceries for the whole month. So it's something normal in Brazil. Uh, so yeah, that's something that, that goes back into to those days and people just fear that this might come back anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking as a, as an American, I mean, we're, we're starting to experience the same thing, right? Where, uh, I mean, not in my lifetime, we, we've never had inflation has never been a, something that these like macro policy wonk people deal with, but now it's becoming a real tangible thing here, with gasoline, with food, with housing, with everything. So yeah, definitely one of the big narratives to, to be watching. Kind of going back to the crypto front here, you know, the first quarter, it was a pretty busy kind of news, news cycle in, on the Brazil crypto front. We had probably missing a few things here, but we've had Rio de Janeiro obviously coming out and, you know, trying to position itself as a crypto hub, giving, you know, CZ the key to the city and, and all this stuff. You have, you know, you have CZ's kind of, you know, charm offensive that he, he undertook, uh, you know, wooings these politicians and, and, and talking about how he's going to come and uh, really, you know, establish Binance uh, with official operations in Brazil. Obviously, Mercado Bitcoin 2TM is now rumored to be acquired by Coinbase, would be, as far, as far as I understand, would be really one of the largest ever like acquisitions of a Brazilian company ever. Pretty big deal. And then we also have, like as you mentioned earlier, we have uh, crypto re- uh, legislation, regulation that would regulate crypto exchanges, crypto businesses uh, that, that's uh, close to being passed in Congress. So, I mean, you've been on the front lines, you know, the past few months covering all this stuff, but I mean, what do you, maybe kind of walk us through like what are some of the highlights and what are the, I mean, what are the important things that you see, see happening here? Well, this Rio de Janeiro thing, it was, it was like a surprise for, for many because we, we didn't, we hadn't hear about that much before the announcement. So later on, we knew that the mayor got to know uh, Miami's mayor and Francis Suarez was in Rio de Janeiro for an event. So they announced that Rio de Janeiro was uh, investing in crypto, maybe adopting crypto uh, in some way, and maybe also uh, putting putting aside I don't know maybe one percent of the treasury in Bitcoin. But not not many many of those announcements came came true uh, later on. So now we have people in Rio de Janeiro will be able to pay the city tax, uh, property tax with crypto by next year. And this is the uh, was it the ITPU tax. Yes, yes. The that they're using, I believe, but it's basically the property. It's basically the property tax that they. Yeah, basically the property tax. Yeah, so by next year, people will be able to to pay it with uh, crypto, but the city won't receive the payments with crypto. They are they are going to hire a company just to intermediate these transactions. So the the city hall will will continue receiving reals. I think Rio de Janeiro is facing more trouble than they expected, legally speaking, trying to implement some of those things. So for example, they they told me a few days back, 
they're still interested in buying Bitcoin directly. So uh, putting putting aside uh, maybe 1% of the treasury in Bitcoin, but they're still looking into ways on how to do it. So mm. they're not sure yet if they can do this or how can they can do this without any legal implications. And they are also uh, hiring this company just to intermediate these trans- transactions of this tax so people can can use crypto, but they still are not going to to hold the crypto. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's got a, got a little bit fuzzy in that front. So we're just expecting on how they're going to to. Well, you you had a, an article uh, a week or two ago uh, that was basically you know the the headline of the article was basically like Rio is reaffirming that they are actually going to put crypto in their treasury. There was, there was a, a kind of a, a whirlwind of rumors that maybe they were going to not do this or maybe that they were just using this for publicity but not going to follow through on it. But they but they, they affirmed that, at least according to your reporting, that this is part of the plan still, correct? Yeah, part of the plan, but they are not sure yet or how are the, the legal applications will be. So they're just trying to to gain more into it just to, to be sure. And um, and so, and also this is a, an election year in Brazil. So things are going to go pretty rough in the second semester. So I personally think that the, the, the Rio's mayor, although he's not running this year, well, he, he ran uh, two years ago. Uh, he's, not, he's not wanting this, uh, maybe any, any political implication with his party and this kind of thing because of Bitcoin, because uh, Rio de Janeiro is also uh, the state of Rio de Janeiro uh, is also the place where many scams recently just uh, burst in, in Brazil. So we have you have this two billion reals scam in Brazil uh, recently discovered there. So people that are really afraid of of some uh, of crypto related you know business in general. So maybe uh, he doesn't want that to be to be just a priority right now this year. So that could also be playing a part uh, on this decision as well. But just that's just me. Uh, we not. We, I don't have any information on that. But uh, as I know something about pol- politics in Brazil, I think that could be uh, could be could play some some part of, on this situation. Sure. So essentially, he's trying. Eduardo Pais is uh, the real mayor of Rio. Is is kind of trying to thread the needle, perhaps between. You have, you know, he wants to sort of come across as like the cool guy, the cool, the hip new cool guy, new jurisdiction amongst kind of the tech bros and crypto bros with the understanding that maybe many of his, uh, his constituencies are maybe not very fond of this. So he's got to, you know, he can signal it without putting it off and like, oh, we're not gonna do it until 2023. He gets the good publicity and the good headlines and, and all the crypto bros love him. And he hasn't really actually had to do anything yet aside from, you know, make a couple of speeches or, or, or whatnot. He basically uh, gave a speech on the first announcement. And then he, he met with CZ later in, in between. He didn't gave any interviews on that. So he also, he always sent his uh, secretaries, his, his staff in general, just to talk about this, but he, he didn't talk about this stuff himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried several times interview him and he, he, yeah, he just wouldn't do it. Uh, so that's that. Um, but yeah, definitely something to be watching throughout the rest of the year is what what further movement do we get on this? And I think especially the fact that the the mayor has been been sort of gone silent on this is kind of an interesting development that I wouldn't have expected. But, um, you know, but maybe it's like, look, maybe he doesn't want to get, you know, I mean, you get this a lot with politicians here in the US, right, where 
you know, it's, you know, they don't want to, they, they'll, they'll say some talking points about crypto, but they don't want to do an interview because they don't want to get hit with some questions that they don't understand. And then they look stupid because they don't know the difference between proof of work and proof of stake or whatever, or this chain versus yeah. that chain. And it's kind of, you know, it's like their communications people keep them like tightly roped in, you know? So I mean, a big part of the Rio, Rio de Janeiro publicity tour was really like CZ kind of getting the key to the city and, and CZ and you know, CZ showing up at Ethereum Rio and, and kind of making a big splash there. This kind of charm offensive that he put on of wooing some of these local politicians and, and kind of dangling like the prospect of, you know, the Binance headquarters, you know, where, you know, job in the jobs that's going to bring and everything. He played his hand pretty well with that, I thought. I'd love to kind of get your perspective on how did this whole CZ roadshow play out? Like how, where did this even, this kind of came out of nowhere, it seemed, but I didn't, you know, it was just all of a sudden he just shows up in Brazil and he's posting pictures with João Doria, the mayor of Sao Paulo, or is he the governor of Sao Paulo? I can't remember. But yeah, what's, how, how did this all kind of originate? So uh, it, it was curious because firstly, uh, CZ was kind of confirmed uh, his, presence, his presence in the Ethereum Rio. We got a, a Ethereum Rio press release, uh, a draft, which had uh, CZ's name on, on that as a, a speaker. But later on, they just removed him and just we got, well, is he coming or not? And then he just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> but people were kind of expecting as well, but not expecting uh, maybe that he, will, he would spend a week in Brazil or so and, and meeting with a lot of people. So yeah, he, he got his time to, to get in Brazil and meet with central bankers, uh, well, people from central bank, people, uh, politicians, and he met with uh, Sao Paulo's governor and it was uh, funny because uh, São Paulo's governor and and Rio's mayor they they got in a, a little a, lo, a little bit of a fight of uh, trying to attract Binance headquarters from one uh, city or another. And we now just we don't know if we maybe Binance will have two offices in Brazil, maybe one in Rio and one in São Paulo. It makes a lot of sense to have presence in both cities because São Paulo is, is Brazil's financial center and but Rio de Janeiro is trying to position itself as a crypto hub so it would make a lot of sense as well but yeah CZ confirmed up to now that Binance is going to have an office and in Rio he made a lot of splash as you as you said people were just cheering so much for him it's funny because in in Brazil Binance is one of the um, most popular exchanges I think uh, well, for some estimates, it's the most popular one. They have the, the majority of users. You have some estimates saying that they have the highest uh, Bitcoin volume because Brazilian traders use Binance more than Mercado Bitcoin, for example. So Mercado Bitcoin would have this uh, more uh, invest, investor profile you know, kind of user. But yeah, Binance got into Brazil in late uh, 2020, in 2020, but the local regulator just emitted a warning against Binance because they were offering futures uh, and derivatives project products in general. Kind of stopped um, a few months back, but really didn't. So you always could and you still can in Brazil, although it's not permitted to just open a futures account and just trade futures and, you know, all kinds of derivatives and derivatives in, in Binance and local currency, local exchanges just don't like Binance at all. So you, we have this, this on, on the backstage, uh, the 
crypto exchanges CEOs just hitting Binance so much. So Binance, when Binance commits uh, some mistakes, so they are just going for it with against Binance. And CZ kind of has this personality and reputation for himself. It just attracts people so much. So he came into Brazil and became uh, very rapidly the main headline of many newspapers in Brazil. So everybody was talking about this, uh, the richest crypto man in the world. He was in Brazil. In my opinion, it was kind of abrupt, but was very planned because it, as I mentioned before, we are closed uh, to approving a, a bill in Brazil that for the first time explicitly uh, states that foreign uh, exchanges have users in Brazil must have a, a physical presence in the country. Uh, we didn't have that. We don't have that uh, up to now, but we'll, we'll do uh, have this norm, uh, you know, legally speaking, um, well, uh, I think soon. And Binance, I think it's just running to, to, to come up with solutions to be legalized in the country. Right. As you see, it, was this legislation or was that provision in the legislation drafted basically as a way to like force finance, either force them out altogether or to force them to register and set up a local uh, operating entity so that they're operating on the same playing field as, uh, as Mercado Bitcoin? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know for sure if they just were aiming uh, specifically Binance, but for what I know, people from Mercado Bitcoin and other local currencies working, was working together with uh, legislators on this bill. So they helped them a lot into drafting this bill. So yeah, I think that could be, could be a really uh, targeted. Uh... So this legislation was, was kind of being crafted in a way that, that was, you know, may not, it wasn't explicitly aimed at Binance, but it was, it was more or less aimed at trying to squeeze, put the squeeze on Binance a bit. And Binance had also been, there's been, there's been kind of a lot of negative PR on Binance with, you know, the, the gas consultoria uh, sort of Ponzi scheme. That guy was, was using Binance to like launder investor funds out of the country. And, and there's just kind of a lot of, you know, not, not so positive PR, I guess, around the company in Brazil at that point. And, and then, you know, the, the, the Binance Brazil uh, director, uh, you know, country manager, country director, he, he stepped down back in the summer after like five months on the job, just abruptly, uh, which obviously, you know, uh, doesn't, you know, really, and it, that was, it was actually the same time that like Brian Brooks, who is the head of Binance US, like resigned about the same time. So it's like not the, not the greatest, uh, you know, image, right? Um, so I, I, I think what, you know, what CZ, you know, I, I think they were, at least my perception is like Binance was really on the ropes here in Brazil. Uh, and they had this like very dom like commanding market share. Uh, people, you know, they're, they're, you know, comprise, you know, you know, a, a, at least like, a, you know, a vast majority of the, of the, of the Bitcoin trading volume or, or, you know, far more than any other exchange at this point. Um, but they're on the verge of being squeezed and CZ sort of parachutes in uh, and he, and, and really like, you know, overnight, he goes from being, they go for, you know, Binance goes from being kind of this pariah, like renegade, uh, you know, exchange operator to, to like, now he's getting the key to the city of Rio de Janeiro. And, and you know, and he's got these two, you know, Rio and Sao Paulo are fighting over who gets to host the, the Binance headquarters. And um, I mean, I, I mean, it's just brilliant, like move uh, just, just in terms of like 
planning that and executing that and, 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 and getting these, these, some of these folks, and especially in the broader context of finance globally, where they've really, they've really been, you know, taking a lot of heat in, in various jurisdictions around the world. Like there's, uh, you know, there, you know, these different regulators and in in law enforcement agencies in these different countries were really have been starting to kind of go after and use, use Binance as almost like a punching bag, right. Kind of going after them and, you know, they were just, they were just, uh, kicked out of, or had to cease operations in Ontario, a province of Canada. Um, so, you know, I, I think CZ, like he found some friends, like pretty quickly, some new friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he played his hand, uh, very well, uh, for sure. But I, I don't personally think that those, uh, kinds of, of problems with authorities in Brazil or overseas really, uh, users didn't really care about that in my, in my perspective, my opinion, because, uh, uh, Binance's user base kept growing month after month. So they, they, they entered Brazil and just really quickly got at least a third of the market very, very fast. Uh, and Mercado Bitcoin was really the king and, and from, uh, Overnight, they just lost, uh, you know, lots of the, a lot of their users to Binance. Um, so Binance didn't have any uh, much trouble with users. I think users didn't care many uh, much about this because uh, Brazilians also, uh, well, not only Brazilians, but yeah, I can talk about that. Brazilians like to to dodge, uh, uh, you know, authorities a lot just to to avoid paying taxes. So. Uh, uh, you, you could say that uh, for many, many people, Binance being a, a foreign company, not having to report uh, to authorities, this uh, for many people is like, is like a good thing. It's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing. This uh, gas consultoria, as you said, this, this Ponzi scheme, this was something that really uh, maybe uh, uh, struck Binance really hard because it was on the news, um, you know, almost every day when he, he he broke out. But but other than that, I don't think that users cared about uh, much of the uh, legal and uh, problems uh, that Binance had with authorities. Uh, so I ha- I guess right now Binance only has uh, you know it's it's a very uh, it's not very they're in a very um, comfort place to just try grow a lot more amongst people that really care about regulation there i don't see they they losing users for being more regulated i see the other way around so they are they should have uh, more users over time once they they got really regulated they are now trying to buy a local broker uh just to 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 get their license from the central bank and they said they're trying to they're looking into buying banks paying processor payment processors and lots of uh, companies in Brazil. So, so they're really trying to come with all their guns. So I think uh, they have a lot of space to grow if Coinbase doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't come with all their hands as well. Yeah, well, on the other, the other elephant in the room topic here. So, uh, uh, I mean, shortly after, I mean, within, you know, a week or two weeks after uh, CZ's uh, roadshow, here where he, he woos the entire nation of Brazil. Um, Coinbase, like this news sort of emerges that Coinbase is in talks, you know, rumored to be in talks with, to acquire 2TM, which obviously is the holding company that, that controls Mercado Bitcoin and, and a bunch of other uh, kind of smaller, you know, entities. Uh, but Mercado Bitcoin is obviously kind of the, the, the prize here. Um, 
and you know, given just given that Coinbase and, and Binance have kind of been, you know, arch rivals on the the uh, on the exchange front globally uh, for some time, uh, it's 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 kind of it's interesting twist of fate here that you know now that Brazil is going to be the next you know potentially the next uh, battleground between these two entities. Um, so I mean, obviously nothing's been confirmed yet. We've got you know we've we've got had some reporting from uh, Estadão. Uh, that broke the initial report based on sort of un, you know, it was, it was one of these things where it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, sources, undisclosed sources, et cetera, but it was obviously planted there by somebody, uh, with, with knowledge of this. Um, and it was, and it wasn't just like, oh, this is just a rumor that somebody said this was, it seemed, it seemed there was, there was some actual meat behind the, uh, behind the story, not just like there's, it was more like, this is going to happen. It's not just like, oh, there's somebody having a conversation with somebody. Uh, and then, we had a report from Bloomberg uh, last week that that uh, that said that that two TM had hired J.P. Morgan to act as an advisor uh, in the deal, uh, which which is obviously quite serious as well. And um, but that's that's kind of the extent that we and that we're looking at basically a timeline by the end of April, by the end of this month. So, um, you know, uh, so anyway, that that's kind of I mean, is there anything else that that we know that uh, or are we still, are we kind of just in the waiting game here? And I guess like how much, you know, how seriously should we be taking this? At least from my vantage point, it seems like it's pretty serious, uh, but we'd love to hear, you know, kind of what your thoughts are and like, what, what, what are kind of the next steps here? Well, yeah, it, it looks like it's pretty serious. Yeah. Um, we tried to confirm that information with both companies and neither one is commenting. Uh, actually, Coinbase doesn't respond at, doesn't respond at all. And Mercado Bitcoin uh, just says they they are not commenting. So this usually indicates that it's true. <laughs> so it's uh, pretty much we are pretty much uh, confident that there's uh, at least uh, uh, Coinbase is at least trying to to buy to TM uh, the owners of Mercado Bitcoin. Um, but we what we know is that this news um, took everyone by surprise inside the industry. So people were not expecting this. Although they say they are in talks in uh, since last year, nobody in the industry, competitors and uh, people in, in general in the industry, they, they didn't know anything about that. Mm. But, but at the same time, they are not um, they are not surprised that this is happening. They're surprised that they got to know only now, but not, not surprised this is happening because Coinbase, uh, um, started to talk about Brazil 2020. So they announced uh, uh, they were going to open a, a tech hub in Brazil just to try to grow talents in the country. But since then, they, they hadn't comment any uh, uh, on that front. And on the other hand, Becado Bitcoin, um, last year they, they announced, well, they, they, there was, there was uh, some news that there were some news that Mercado Bitcoin was going to go public, but then it, the plans that just they, they didn't pan out uh, the way they expected for 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 what I know. I mean, that was even even like you know three months ago, four months ago. That was even kind of the narrative right when you had you know New Bank going public uh, in the U.S. and the Nasdaq. Kind of the you know the, the I think the next question was like, well, is is Mercado Bitcoin going to try to take? Kind of that follow that same path that New Bank blazed, and and you know especially with you know Coinbase Coinbase going going public uh, earlier in the year as well. So I think even just like three months ago, kind of the conversation was was is is Mercado Bitcoin going to be the 
the first you know Brazilian crypto unicorn to to go public at some point, right? And then so so it sounds like what we're saying is like is is this this deal had to have been cobbled together quite quickly. Yeah, they say they're talking in uh, since last year. I don't know if months, I guess. But uh, Mercado Bitcoin was just more strongly talking about going public, and when Coinbase went public last year, and then in July they got a they got a, a 200 million investment from SoftBank, and then another 50 million, and they got value at more than 2.1 billion dollars, I think. Uh, so this conversation just started to to fade out a little bit. So they just got a private investment, decided made people just uh, started to to say that they are not we're not going to go we're not going to go public right now. Maybe because of uh, the current uh, market conditions, they were not the market conditions were maybe not favorable for this uh, for their side. Coinbase got a pretty big hit after they they went public i don't know if that played some part of uh, in this in, in this situation as well it's not surprising that this is this talks are happening right now because Mercado bitcoin had only two ways to give access to, to their uh to, to their investors so they all they had to go public or they had to to be uh sold for many, many people, it makes a lot of sense for them to, to now negotiate with Coinbase because if there's any company that can buy to TM, which is a very large company right now, it's Coinbase. And at the same time, it, it would be a lot uh, beneficial for Coinbase because they would finally enter the Brazilian market and with you know, enough guns to, to fight uh, Binance uh, on, on this front. Yeah. And, and I think as foreign exchanges are trying to get into Brazil, I mean, you, you've, you've seen both routes of, of both kind of like a greenfield, like, hey, we're just going to kind of start from scratch, building our own operation, like, like what Bitso has been doing. Uh, you had Repio uh, by Bitcoin Trade as, you know, kind of coming in through the M&A route with, you know, you're getting an existing product with existing customers. You know, I think even kind of extrapolating from, uh, you know, from the experience of, of other industries, non-crypto related, I think. Just because, like we talked about at the beginning, Brazil is such a kind of a complicated place, right? The whole, you know, Brazil is not for beginners uh, sort of mantra. Like it's trying to just come in and, a stat and bootstrap your own operation, especially when you're, you're going up against Mercado Bitcoin, which already is, has a massive presence. You're going up against Binance, which is obviously, you have FTX. That's also kind of making it, and plus all these other local exchanges that have, you know, have been operating for several years and have have reputation, you know, Foxbit or Bitpresso or these other guys coming in, just starting from scratch seems quite daunting. Right. So I think they had to, to do something, at least my, my read on this, and this is, you know, I haven't, you know, spoken to anybody with any inside information, but my read is that they had to do something big to keep pace with Binance. Like they saw what, like Binance was kind of getting squeezed, CZ, sort of pulls this 180 and now he, he goes from being pariah to getting the key to the city of Rio. All of a sudden he's this huge celebrity in Brazil. Coinbase is looking at this and like, oh shoot, like, like we need to do something big. Otherwise we're going to end up forfeiting this whole market essentially to Binance. I mean, that's kind of my read on how this all came about, especially given the timing of this news and just kind of the, I mean, maybe this is just sort of journalism wonkiness here, but the kind of like just, you know, it's not, it's not the news. It's like how the news gets released. You know, that's like half the story. Right. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that's kind of my read on it. I would love your, your view. Yeah. I talked to some people about that and they asked if it was, if they saw 
it was a coincidence. And they said that rarely is a coincidence when these kind of things happen, but we will never know for sure if it was the other way around. We never, we'll never know for sure if CZ got to know about something that Coinbase was trying to acquire 2TM if, if we consider that these talks are happening since last year. And he decided it was a good, a good timing to come to Brazil suddenly as we saw how it was and just trying to steal the show. Well, but, but in the end, we'll, we maybe will never know right. how this, yeah, how this, yeah, how this began. But yeah, uh, Brazil has has a lot has lots of, of local exchanges, but they're quite small, so it it didn't uh, it, it it wouldn't make sense to Coinbase to look into other other players uh, right now. We we the reports are that uh, Coinbase tried to buy Bitso first, but then they just. Uh, they were really expensive, so they they jumped to Mercado Bitcoin, which is uh, it's less expensive, but it's growing really fast as well. But yeah, other uh, foreign exchanges are coming to Brazil very rapidly. We have now Bitfinex trying to 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 launch a, a our partner via a partnership uh, 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 local uh, local product to to convert West AT into reals. We have uh, various other exchanges but they didn't up to now they didn't got popular right now so although many of them say that they see a scenario where uh, you you'll have space for several exchanges just to compete with with another with different niches and different different advantages for the user what we see right now is that maybe a couple or three three maybe maybe four will dominate the space and uh, of course, Coinbase would like to be one of the the top uh, the top tier uh, exchanges in Brazil, and it's of course a lot quicker if you buy Mercado Bitcoin, which was maybe first or second in, in this run. Yeah, absolutely. I hadn't actually, I confess, I hadn't actually thought of the the alternative scenario there that you mentioned that maybe Coinbase was in talks to purchase 2TM and CZ got wind of this, you know, swoops in to try to front run all of that. But yeah, I mean that. Yeah, we'll probably never know exactly what happened there. Get some sources very intoxicated and uh, <laughs> spilled all their beans, I guess. But I don't think it necessarily matters. I think it's just the the, the narrative is, is is set up at this point that uh, I mean this is a very critical battleground uh, country now for in the in the global exchange landscape. And I think when you factor in, you know, just the the size of the market, the uh, the the savviness, uh, digital sort of technological savviness of the population, kind of the penetration that a lot of these fintech apps have seen, like the new banks and these other things. You've got a, you've and plus like with inflation fears mounting and 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 people you know look starting to think more a bit about how do I hedge against inflation. There's kind of a a, a perfect storm of sorts for for crypto adoption here, uh, especially as a lot of these exchanges are they've already accumulated the mass of like, sort of like the crypto native users. Now, now it's just a race to try to onboard kind of the normie, the, you know, the, I think that's a derogatory term at this point, but like the normie people that like, you know, are just sort of finding out what this is, or maybe they're, which there still is a lot of these people out there. You know, it's like, we spend all of our days in crypto and, and then you go outside and most people still don't really like have any real idea of like what this is or what the value proposition is or et cetera. And, but Brazil is obviously, it's a huge market. Like, there's, there's going to be, I think once the regulation kicks in, that's going to be, or once this legislation gets passed, which it, it, it appears like this is going to pass, right? We've, we've kind of seen indications from, from, from folks, from senators who are in the know that this is going to pass. And granted, I don't fully understand the whole like 
Brazilian, you know, sort of parliamentary system and how it seems much more complicated than the US system, uh, which is also quite complicated, but <laughs> um, but it seems like this is going to pass. It seems like there's enough of a consensus that this has to happen. Uh, you know, once once there's at that point there, there will be a bit more of a uh, of a you know kind of a firm framework to to operate out of where where right now there's kind of it's kind of a gray area, right? Like Binance isn't necessarily operating illegally in Brazil, but they're it's it's they're operating in accordance with the regulations that are currently there are uh, the laws that are currently exist, but they're not necessarily, these may not be like the, the regulations that are really, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of loopholes there that they can take advantage of, I guess, is maybe the, the, the kind of thing. Yeah, uh, Binance is, of, of course, they are taking advantage of this uh, gray area, as, as you said, uh, but it, it probably soon we won't have this gray area anymore, or you will be a lot thinner. Uh, we expect that this bill, if approved this year, it will be in the first semester. Uh, so now up to June, maybe, because we will, as I said before, we'll have elections in the second semester. So uh, it's it's going to be very hard to approve that uh, in the second semester because, uh, well, for elections, uh, you know, things get, get a lot crazy in Latin America in general in elections. And in Brazil, it's not different. Um, so now it's uh, it passed in the in the commission in the Senate. So now it has to be approved in the Senate. So it has to go back to the lower chamber because it, it was originated in the Senate. And if it's approved in the lower chamber, it goes to the president for sanction. Um, but yeah, the the sentiment around the industry is that it's going to be approved, and it's a bill uh, that it's uh, is praised by the industry in general because they consider it doesn't hold any innovations industry mainly because it's a lot it's very basic so it doesn't mention DeFi doesn't mention in, uh, NFTs or any um, any anything that's uh, uh, outside of Bitcoin and crypto negotiations and crypto companies. Uh, you know, characterizations. So it's very basic, but it's considered a very, very uh, uh, consistent first step towards a more broad regulation. Um, so, so yeah, it, it, we should have uh, many more, uh, you know, additions to this bill on, on the longer run, but it, it, it should be approved soon. And once it's approved, Binance, in, Binance would uh, effectively, effectively be illegal in Brazil. So I guess they are trying to avoid that by by buying a local uh, uh, broker in Brazil and getting their license and getting a, a building in Rio de Janeiro and just you know just trying to at least uh, for now trying to get their foots in Brazil and later maybe later start to really uh, outline a strategy to the country. I see that they they are going really fast with this they not seem to be to be very very uh, planning that much so uh, we we know that cz likes to grow very fast um and it seems he came into this uh, uh this decision not very very far ago uh, let's see how, how it's going to be in the next steps I'm excited to see. I mean, I think it's going to be, you know, I, I think written about this a couple of times. So like my, my kind of my number one rule of crypto is like, like there's a few like heuristics or kind of like guideline rule principles you have to kind of follow just to make sense of things. And it's like, it's like the rule number one is like, you can't bet against CZ. Like every time the guy's got his back up to a wall, he, he finds a way to like flip the situation around, you know? And it's just this, it, it's this completely, 
I, I mean, you can't teach this sort of thing. You know, it's just a, it's just an innate skill that you're born with, I guess that, you know, people like you and me don't have. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's, it's, of course, it's not a coincidence that, that Binance is the biggest exchange in the, in, in the world. CZ all, uh, has lots of skills and he, he, he's also really, it's a simple guy. So he's a very, very relatable person once you talk with him i got the chance to talk to him in uh, in uh december last year and you see that when he talks to people uh, uh people are open to what he's proposing so i guess this helps a lot yeah i mean he doesn't it's like when you see him in person when you talk to him in person he doesn't come across as like this like you know the bad guy from the movies or something right this like yeah like, yeah no he's like he doesn't yeah. come like that as well so I mean, I guess I guess one last question before we kind of wrap up here, but going back to the political side of things, and obviously we have elections later in this year and the, the Brazilian kind of crypto ecosystem advanced enough to the point where this is really like a political issue at all. I mean, maybe aside from like the case of Rio de Janeiro, where there's some, you know, the government's kind of like really, really taking a stand on it. But is this I mean, is this going to affect the way people vote like for their you know elected representatives or anything? Or is this or are we still a little too early for that? Yeah, I say we're too early for for this for crypto to have any importance in in political discussions right now. So we have uh, lots of uh, we have a very uh, drastic economic crisis. So we have people uh, starving, people losing jobs, people. So very very concrete problems. And now people don't see uh, Bitcoin crypto in general like a really problem solver for them. So maybe when once it becomes uh, uh, something like that. Maybe we'll see this changing, but for now, I don't see people uh, choosing uh, who they're going to vote based on crypto or anything related. Sure. No, I don't see that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, I think still even in the US, like we're we're getting to, I mean, I used to live in Washington, DC, and I, I used to be involved in politics. And I was one of the first reporters covering kind of crypto in dc i guess you know back in 2017 and 18 and stuff and there was and even like even now like you're still at the point where we're just starting to get to the point where like people like really this is actually influencing kind of legislators and they're taking positions on things and and you know i think we're starting to get to the point where crypto becomes a bit more of like a mainstream political force in the u.s but uh, brazil seems like brazil's probably a couple of years behind on that front well paulo um just before we wrap up here, um, you know, what do you expect? I mean, we should do this again soon. We should, we should try, we should do this again sometime. Uh, sure. uh, I think there's going to be lots more news coming throughout the rest of the year. So I'm sure there won't be any lack of opportunities, you know, over the next maybe like three months or so for this kind of the second quarter of this year. I mean, what do you, what are you looking for? What are kind of the themes you're, 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 you're reporting on or you're watching out for? I mean, obviously the regular, the legislation that we talked about is potentially in the works here. What else are you, are you paying attention to? Well, I, I, I will be just, of, of course, really keeping an eye on this Coinbase Binance uh, competition in the country. If this pans out as we're expecting, Coinbase will be a very big player in, in the country in the second uh, semester, uh, the second half of the year. And it will be interesting to see how Binance as well just fits into uh, regulatory, uh, regulated shoes in Brazil, because up to now they grew uh, so fast because they offer products they, they shouldn't offering in the country. And I don't know if they will finally stop uh, uh, offering these kind of products, the derivative uh, products in the country and how they are going to 
and if they are going to struggle in maintaining this trader style user uh, and the user base in the country uh, because FTX is another exchange that is growing very fast as well. So if FTX starts to to maybe steal this kind of user, I don't know is how it's going to happen. But um, well, if I could bet, I'd say Binance is going to uh, continue to grow. And if Coinbase Coinbase really acquires uh, Mercado Bitcoin, they they're going to go you know full full throttle against Binance. It will be interesting to see in the second semester. <laughs> And and yeah, it'll, it'll be also interesting to 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 get to know how Brazilian people will uh, will react and with all, all of this uh, a dollar uh, you know uh, weakening against uh, against real and and the interest rates going up and and if there these kind of things are going to really affect how people you know have have or not appetite to to buy Bitcoin anymore. So this will be something that we'll keep an eye on second semester, of course. Yeah, to a certain extent, like, you know, like everything else in crypto, it kind of depends on the price of Bitcoin, right? Like, you know, <laughs> if Bitcoin's yeah. just stagnant and, you know, as it's been, you know, uh, the last couple of months here, the things just, nothing really seems to happen. Uh, and if, if Bitcoin starts going crazy, then everything else starts going crazy. And, uh, you know, people start FOMOing in and whatnot. And so... Yeah. Anyway, so 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 thanks so much, Paulo, for joining. Um, really great to have you on here, and uh, really great to kind of shoot the breeze here with a fellow crypto journalist. So we'll have to do this again soon. Oh yeah, of course. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hope to to be here soon, and good luck with the project. All right. Thank you. Obrigado. Thank you. Ciao.